to but. But to who? Of her husband. Adesha. Adesha. By the order. Apatya. From her children. Parishankini. Being apprehensive of trouble. Purne. Full. Barshasate. After one hundred years. Sadhvi. The virtuous lady. Putro. Two sons. Prasasude. Prasusude. Begot. Yamo. Twins. Translation. By His Divine Grace, Sri A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. The virtuous lady, Diti, had been very apprehensive of trouble to the gods from the children in her womb, and her husband predicted the same. She brought forth twin sons after a full 100 years of pregnancy. It's a good sign that there's something strange going on, right? You know? So I'll continue and read in the Upata Bhavas Bhavastatra Nipetur Jaya Manayo Divi Bui Antarikshecha Lokasyor Bayavaha Translation On the birth of the two demons, there were many natural disturbances all very fearful and wonderful in the heavenly planets, the earthly planets, and in between them. Uh, Prabhupada speaks uh, English very, very properly, and he wasn't influenced by slang and words that change meanings. So this word wonderful is one of those words that's changed meanings. Now, if you could say, how's your day? Oh, it's wonderful. And that means it's good. But in the proper English translation, <clears throat> before we slanged it into something else, it meant full of wonder. Wonderful, full of wonder, like, whoa. So that's, it's not saying, Prabhupada isn't saying it's great. These are evil signs. Uh, demons have taken birth, so it's not wonderful. So I'll just point that out. But language is a moving target. You know, it's always changed. Like the word terrific means great, but actually <clears throat> it really means its definition before we switched it was full of terror, terrorific, full of terror. So, so now we don't know where awesome is going. Maybe awesome went from like some moment where you see God, now it's everywhere, everything's awesome. <clears throat> Maybe it'll be bad someday, who knows, who knows. It's moving target. So I wanted to point that out. Jahachala bhuvas chelur dishaha sarvaha prajat jwahu zokas cha samaya pretu ketavas charti hekavaha. 
There were earthquakes along the mountains on the earth. And it appeared that there, were, there was fire everywhere. Many inauspicious planets like Saturn appeared, along with comets, meteors, and thunderbolts. And this, uh, this word here, artihetavaha, <coughs> uh, the cause of all inauspiciousness, the cause of things that are inauspicious. Prabhupada says in the purport, <clears throat> when natural disasters when natural disturbances occur on a planet, one should understand that a demon must have taken birth there. In the present age, the number of demonic people is increasing. Therefore, natural disturbances are also increasing. There is no doubt about this, as we can understand from the statements of the Bhagavatam. And I wanted to put these two verses together. Because <coughs> Let me repeat, repeat what Prabhupada is saying. This is extremely important for the devotees who are teachers of the world to understand this, give you clear thinking of the, of the truth. The devotee speaks the truth. And the devotee's not uh, uh, affected by political this or some profit trying to be made here. We're, we stick with the truth. We're not affected by the material <coughs> energy. So Prabhupada says, I'm going to read this again. When natural disturbances occur on a planet, one should understand that a demon must have taken birth there. In the present age, the number of demonic people is increasing. Therefore, natural disturbances are also increasing. <clears throat> there is no doubt about this. There is no doubt about this, Prabhupada says, as we can understand from the statements of the Bhagavatam. Next verse, Vavo Vayu Sudush Parashaha Kutkaran Ira, excuse me, Irayan Muhu Unmulayan Nagapatin Vatyamiko Rajag Dwajaha. Translation There blew winds which were not inviting to the touch, hissing again and again and uprooting gigantic trees. They had storms for their armies and clouds of dust for their ensigns. An ensign means like uh, a flag with an emblem on it. So uh, Robert is saying they had storms for their armies. Storms are wrecking things. Uh, General Patton said, war means breaking things, you know. So this wind is uprooting big trees, and you know, with big trees, buildings. This is a, 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 a horrific thing that's going on. <clears throat> oh. And they had clouds of dust as the emblems, you see. It's this army of, of storms. In the purport, Prabhupada says, when there are natural disturbances like blowing cyclones, too much heat or snowfall, and uprooting of trees by hurricanes, <clears throat> it is to be understood that the demonic population is increasing. And so the natural disturbance is also taking place. There are many countries on the globe, even at the present moment, where all these disturbances are current. 
This is true all over the world. There is insufficient sunshine and there are always clouds in the sky, snowfall and severe cold. These assure that such places are inhabited by demonic people who are accustomed to all kinds of forbidden sinful activity. Very interesting, huh? This is kind of a, an awakening. Uh, what year did Prabhupada write this? This is the third chant, 71. Yeah. So many, many moons ago, Prabhupada was telling us what's going on in the world, what was still going on today. So, uh, <clears throat> Omagantimarandashaganjanaslakayachakshwatlunmilitanjinatasmaisvigurvedinamaha Brishabhanutite Devi Pranamami Hari Pye Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Sri Advaita Viradhar Shiva Satikor Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Pancha Rubias Chakrupasambi Chakpati Tanamba Hare so what is going on here? This sounds like a like an adventure movie, doesn't it? So two of the greatest demonic personalities ever have just taken birth. You see? These demons were previously uh, great uh, devotees, liberated souls. They were the doorkeepers of Vaikuntha. So uh, we can understand that out of Krishna's desire to uh, have his pastimes with his pure devotee, uh, Sri Pallad Maharaj, that he's made this arrangement where the four Kumaras come and they become a little offended be because Jai and Vijay didn't uh, let them in properly. They didn't get proper uh, uh, recognition for their position. So they cursed them to take birth in the material world. So off they go, and so they're doing devotional service as demons. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing, Krishna? So uh, all living entities, the, the soul, you, the soul, all living entities are cent percent pure. You, you know, there is no contamination in you. However, we have a tendency when we come in contact <clears throat> with the material energy to be influenced by it. Krishna, when he comes in contact with the material energy, the material energy is his. He's not influenced, you see. It's like you can't sell Krishna a broken used car. You know, sometimes people sell cars and they put, I don't know if they still do, they used to put sawdust in the transmission if it was making a noise. You know, just things to make the car seem like it's working so that you buy it and you've got something that's, you know, you got cheated. 
you know, so the influence of the salesman and his presentation, <clears throat> you may think, oh, you're such a good man. You seem so knowledgeable. And it looks like you've really put some loving affection into this uh, upkeep of this car. Oh yes, I'll give you your asking price and I'll take this wonderful car because I'm believing you and your spiel, you see. You, you can't do that to Krishna. Krishna doesn't become uh, contaminated or you can't trick him. Uh, the material energy doesn't confuse him. We, on the other hand, when we come to this material world, we are going away from Krishna. So we go from being Krishna conscious to becoming Krishna unconscious. It's like we're in a spiritual coma. Um, our uh, desire was to get away from Krishna. That's why we left. If we didn't want to get away from Krishna, we would have stayed with him, you see. But for whatever reason, little enviousness or what, whatever, maybe I think I can be God too, or, you know, that's a whole other subject. Why did you come here? Uh, sometimes Prabhupada, when he was asked that, he would say, why don't you focus on how to get out of here? Let's not spend a lot of time figuring out how we got here. Let's figure out how to get out. So, uh, but we did, we came here and we became in, uh, influenced by the material energy. The first body that we took when we came to the material world, uh, we fell deep into false ego. I believe that I am this body. I'm convinced, you see, and then for millions and billions of births, it's been that same thing. I am, I am, I am. I am this, this body, you see. And I'm so proud of it. And now I have to find uh, other bodies that I want to identify me, my persona, that I'm creating birth after birth, every human birth anyway. We, we try to invent a persona. I have a face that I want people to see and recognize me as. You see, I want to be um, recognized as a, uh, some people I've heard say, I'm a, uh, I'm a God-fearing man and a tax-paying Republican. Or I'm a liberal Democrat or whatever, you know, I don't, I'm just trying to stay out of this. That's going on, so much of that's going on. So I'm identifying. My point is, I'm identifying with a group of other bodies that my body is a part of, and I am so proud, you see. So uh, the fact is, you're in false ego. You don't know that you're a spirit soul. You know, this person that you think uh, you identify with because of their political views, likes or dislikes, uh, you are sharing the illusion together, you see. Neither one of you is a body. You're both eternal spirit souls. You're both eternal parts and parcels of the Supreme Godhead, you see. And if I can focus on that, uh, then I can have a, a, a decent relationship, a loving relationship with everybody, all living entities, not just the ones that belong to this uh, club, 
that I've associated my body with, you see? So this is the peace formula for the world. We have to learn that we are spirit souls and that we are parts and parcels and eternal servants of not only the Supreme Godhead, but all of us, even those who disagree with you, you see? So this is the opposite of demonic mentality. This is devotional, devotee mentality, you see? So the devotee be behaves in such a way, uh, what is it, in 1215? The Bhagavad Gita 12.15 behaves in such a way that no one, by him, no one is put into difficulty. So this is someone who is not behaving as a demon. He doesn't put anybody uh, in difficulty, you see? So we can understand that those who put people in difficulty are acting to some degree demoniacally. Why? Because you're in this material world, you see. You, you've come here and you're trying to get away from God and you've become ungodly. How would you define who is a demon? Someone who's ungodly. Well, but what if they are faithful and they, they, they go to a higher power to ask for, for stuff? Does that make them holy, non-demonic? No. Hiranyakasipu was a devotee of Lord Shiva. He was religious. He, worked, he recognized a higher power than him, Lord Shiva. Of course, he wanted to transcend. He wanted, he wanted to become better than Shiva. He wanted to be the supreme of everything. So he was religious. Yeah, he would ask Lord Shiva to, you know, give me, give me, give me stuff. So that's a step towards piety, to ask God to please give me, you see. That means you're not uh, atheistic. So um, what's going on? It seems like the world is getting a little topsy-turvy when these two take birth. Uh, earthquakes along the mountains on Earth, and it appeared like there was fire everywhere. Wow. Uh, many inauspicious planets like Saturn appeared along with comets, meteors, and thunderbolts. When natural dis disturbances occur, occur on a planet, one should understand that a demon must have taken birth there. So uh, every quote-unquote demon that takes birth on this planet is not going to be of the magnitude of Hiranyakasipu and his brother, you see. So we don't want to say, well, if you're not a Hiranyakashipu, you're not a demon. So who are the demons? Who are those who are demoniac? Demoniac, maybe they're demons, just little demons, you see. They uh, don't have a respect for life. 
They slaughter millions and millions of animals, but yet they may go to church every Sunday, and yet millions of throats are slit, you see. So they're pious, but there's some demonic activity there. You see, this is the nature of the living entity when we come to this material world. We take up heinous activities. And because everyone around me does it, I've had people say to me when I'm I'm talking about uh, meat eating, we don't have to talk so much about that anymore. Many people are, remember we used to, the first thing we had to do is get them to quit eating meat. You know, that's what, well now most people are, are pretty much there, you know, when they come to us. There's a lot of vegans, and if they're not, they're close, you see. So uh, it's kind of different. But you have, uh, I've had people say to me, well, look, everybody does it. You know, back in the early 70s, when you're a vegetarian, you were really a weirdo. I mean, completely wacko. You were, you were ranked in with that group of, Wacko, who knows, what do they call them? Pinko commies, whatever, you know, hippie pinko commie. Or not. Shit, I'm one of those. So, so, you know, I never, I didn't tell people I was a vegetarian because when I was in business, I would just, if I was at some place where there was a business luncheon, I would just get something that wasn't, that didn't have any meat. You know, I didn't say, well, I'm a vegetarian. Because they, what? Are you kidding me? What are you, crazy? People would say, well, then what do you eat? Vegetarian, vegetables? No, they couldn't figure it out. So um, this is demoniac. This is demoniac behavior to slaughter animals uselessly. When I say uselessly, it's not required for you to survive, you see. This is demonic behavior. So people are taking birth constantly into somewhat demoniac uh, situations. So Prabhupada is, uh, he's, he's saying very clearly here that the birth of demons adds to the disturbances on the planet. It's probably not anything that we can point our finger at other than that, is it? Prabhupada made that very clear. Is it carbon emissions? No, the demonic population is increasing according to Srimad Bhagavatam. So could that have some influence in the, in the climate? Maybe. I don't know, but after you live a long time, you see this these things cycle through. It's like a news cycle. You've heard of that news cycle? You have news today, and then maybe in a few days, it's not news. They have new news. So if something cycles through. Um, whatever happened, I don't know if any of you remember, some of you may remember, the hole in the ozone layer. Remember, we were going to lose the ozone and we were all going to be fried by that. Well, there was tremendous uh, publicity about that. Whatever happened? 
The ozone disappeared, so there's no use talking about holes. Yeah, I mean, it didn't happen. No, it happened, but we didn't notice it. But you know what happened? Look back at history. And you can see the plan. Always follow the money. And you'll see the plan. Because Earth is a for-profit organization. It's a for-profit entity. Business is what uh, feeds people, you see. So it's got to be business. So what happened? We changed all of the coolants. We went from, I can't remember what the old one used to be, to the other, the new R whatever, I can't remember. I don't know if any of you remember that, but we changed the coolants. Anything that cooled, like an air conditioner in a car, a refrigerator, uh, um, air conditioner in a house, we went to a totally different uh, coolant. A whole industry was uh, established and they, the government offered award rewards for the first one who could develop a new coolant. And so it kind of seems like the big money was in on this because it, lo and behold, they were all geared up to make this new coolant, you see, because they were saying that this, and I think they were against aerosol cans, although we still have aerosol cans. My point is that million, billions were made. Was there ever a problem with the ozone? I don't know. I'm not I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Even if they showed me their studies, I don't have, I'm not qualified to decipher what they say is true. You see, but I can understand that Prabhupada is saying these disturbances are caused by the increase of demonic population, which we can witness. <clears throat> like when, uh, Yukasipu and his brother, when they took birth, look what was going on. So you multiply smaller demonic appearances by many, many billions, and we get things that are going on. Well, what about climate change? Well, Prabhupada told us about that back in the early um, 70s. Do you remember that conversation with Sureshwar Prabhu in New Vrindavan? Uh, Prabhupada was there in the wintertime in West Virginia, cold, and someone said, oh, it's so cold, Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, someday it will be tropical here. So to the pure devotee, is, is this news that there's climate change? No. Why? There's always been change. This rock that we're riding hasn't even fully cooled off yet, you see? It's been changed. It's just common sense to think that uh, this planet is cooling. This, the core of the planet is cooling. You see, let me just come back up. However, uh, there's a profit to be made when I can convince you that it's caused by this or it's caused by that. But history says that it's been going on for long, forever. It's always been changing. Sometimes it gets colder, you see. <clears throat> And sometimes it gets warmer. Back in the 1600s, uh, France and most of, of Europe didn't have a summer. It was the summer, the year of no summer. Sometimes in Europe, in the, in the 
1600s, there was no winter, you see. So if I'm expert, I can spin that and make some money if I can scare you enough. My point is that the folks nowadays pretty much don't know. They don't read Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, are we fanatic to, to take our wisdom from uh, Guru Shadu Shastra? I, I think not, you see. We have a clear understanding. So when someone is trying to sell me on, we need to do, we need to do that. It's like in 1975, uh, I think, we had the first energy shortage, remember? 73. 73. First time ever we had an energy shortage. You know, the, the oil's going to go away. There, there were lines at the, to get a, to buy a fill your tank up. You had to be in line. And sometimes the gas station would close down before you got up to fill your car up. It was. So did the oil run out? No. Was there a shortage created by man? Yeah. It happened again. There was, a, they do this from time to time, if you look. You ever notice how the price of gas creeps up? You know, back in uh, 2008, it got up to close to $5 a gallon, you know? And then about four years ago, it was down. I, I bought some gas in Arkansas on my way to a, uh, a preaching event for a dollar fifteen. So it's doing this all the time. Why? For profit. You see, it's for profit. So, and along the way, if I need to scare you because I need your vote or I need your faith, then I'm going to scare you with this or that. And it's been going on forever. So the devotees are not affected by these things. You see, when the, demon, when the demoniac uh, forces, you have a demoniac king and another demoniac king. And so this king wants some profit. But he's got to get it from this king over here because he's got some wealth that this king maybe wants. So this king's army is going to attack this king. In the meantime, out of this struggle, the civilians are going to be killed. Many of them are going to suffer. You see, there's going to be some turmoil. Things will be destroyed. Homes will be wrecked. Lives will be lost that aren't part of this. You see, I mean, uh, are you having a struggle with Iraq personally? You know, I came to the realization back during the, the Cold War before the Iron Curtain was down that I don't personally have anything against the Russians. We had grown, we were taught to, as growing up, to, you know, the Russians are going to come and kill us. Uh, their missiles are going to come. I lived in Chicago, and my teachers used to say that Chicago was the closest, biggest city to Moscow <laughs> because the, the missiles will come over the North Pole. <laughs> and so we were scared. And they taught us how to get under our desk. and you know. But I came to the realization when I got into high school, I'm not against the Russians. I don't know any Russians. I knew a couple in Chicago that lived. They seemed like pretty nice people. 
You know, now we know millions of Russians and they're all really sweet, wonderful people. The Russians didn't want to kill us. There was a struggle by two demonic leaders and we were influenced, you see? So because one greedy person goes after another greedy person's wealth, innocent people in the middle get caught. So this is defined as politics. One greedy party wants what the other greedy party has, power, and people get influenced. Consciousness gets disturbed in the middle. It's like I said the other night, when you, when you look out the window, who are the Democrats and who are the Republicans? When you go to the mall, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? It's just people, isn't it? But yet, if it's my job to stir you up, then I'm gonna show you that this guy over here is uh, demonic, you see? I need you to believe that because I need the power and I can get it from you. If I get all of you, enough of you, I can get the power that I want, which will give me money. So the devotee of Krishna isn't, uh, doesn't allow himself to be affected by the comings and goings, the shiftings of the material world. And these rascals, how they're playing their games, they have always done it. Now, I've always, uh, history's always been fascinating. And you look back at the kings that struggled and the, the crusades that basically just looted and pillaged. You see, there, there's, this has always been going on. Huh? Now it's still happening. It's just that in some places in the world, it's not tanks and armies and airplanes. It, that's still happening. But in some places, it's more subtle. And we have um, um, internet and television and things that they can fight with in different ways. And in, in between, there are some uh, casualties in, our, in, con in the consciousness the people become disturbed because of what I tell you. I tell you something that disturbs you because I want you to get disturbed so you'll vote for me. Does that sound like the behavior of someone who's dear to Krishna? No. Bhagavad Gita says, no. You know, the someone who is, uh, has some saintly qualities it doesn't disturb people. Now, sometimes it may be argued that the truth uh, can hurt. So, but the truth can be delivered in such a way that it doesn't disturb people. You see, it may, sometimes if you deliver the truth, it may upset people a little, but you have to be, if you're a devotee, you're gonna deliver that truth in such a way, a loving way. What we, you know, we, we hear in, in Bhagavatam about the, the uh, uncomfortable wind that was blowing, hot, it's probably soot and cinders in that wind. So what is coming from someone when they're angry? It's like a hot, uncomfortable wind, isn't it? You see? So when someone is angry, they have kind of departed from their spiritual position. 
So maybe there's a, a, a hint of a demonic consciousness there. Because you know what? We're all recovering impersonalists and we're all recovering demons. You know, we didn't take birth as saints. We didn't take birth amongst saints. We didn't take birth in a saintly world. We're recovering from it. And sometimes we fall off the wagon. I have something that I have to say to someone and that I'm gonna blow that hot, uncomfortable wind. You see, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, because I want you to suffer. I wanna hurt, you see? So I'm gonna tell you in such a way that I'm gonna hurt you, because I need your attention. That is not saintly. That's not saintly. It's not devotee behavior. You could say, well, sometimes devotees behave, yes, but they're falling off the wagon for a minute or a second or two. They forget that uh, I am supposed to be someone that does not put anyone into disturbance. You see? If you're wrong and I need to correct you, it may take me a lot longer. It may take me a, a lot longer conversation to impart to you what I want you to do to improve that, than just sending out the hot wind. You see what I mean? But you know what? You're worth the time. You're worth that extra time because I love you. And I'm really glad you're here. You were sent by Krishna. You see, you're a cherishable uh, resource. And I cannot lose consciousness of that for a moment. I don't think Prabhupada would be happy with me for a moment if I lost consciousness of that, you see. So we don't send out that hot, cinderful, sooty air, you see. When we're doing that, uh, it's to be understood for a, a moment. We've had a, a momentary lapse of reason. Where did that come from? That's famous. Uh, I heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard that in the early 70s, I think. The momentary lapse of reason. You know, I was temporary insane. You know. Another excuse is, well, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was really drunk at the time. Or, oh, I'm sorry. I was just angry. Oh, you were angry? So you lost control. Okay. That's all right. I can forgive that. Can you stop it, though? Can you get over it? I mean, I need, how can I help you to get over this and become saintly and stay that way? You see, we need to learn how to do that. We're, we're, we are the opposite of the demons, you see. And uh, anger doesn't cure anything. You can't cure hate with hate. <laughs> it doesn't work. And I can't, I can't get anything done by uh, sticking a, a knife in someone's heart, you see. 
That's totally counterproductive. You see? So we don't behave that way. That's not accepted behavior. Now, maybe in the past there were leaders who took up bad habits, but you know what? Those guys are old men now and they've all learned. They've all, from the school of hard knocks and some spiritual advancement, we don't deal with people in these ways. We don't do it, you see. We deal with love. This is uh, the practice of bhakti yoga, the yoga of love. And it ain't part time, you see. It doesn't fluctuate. It's, uh, it's real, it's genuine, uh, and it's constant. It's the way we live our lives. And the way we live each, uh, our lives uh, with each other, we have ultimate respect for especially the devotees, but for all living entities. So I'm going to pause. And I think I'm almost out of time. Uh, have I got time for a question or two? Questions, comments? Yes, ma'am. I remember uh, reading a quote recently. I'm trying to remember it. Uh, I can't remember where I read it first, but uh, it was talking about when the progress of the Yuga, then uh, Kali Yuga, it comes to the point of demons and devotees living in the same body. Oh, uh, I can't remember that. But that is a good point. You see. I know, I feel like that. Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh, the cartoons they used to have back in the 50s or the cartoons where they'd have the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. You know, the devil is saying, go ahead, do it. And the angel is saying, oh, no, don't do it. And the guy sometimes would push the angel away and do what the devil said. So we kind of have that. We, our consciousness can fluctuate if we're not very careful. As I said, we can fall off the wagon. You see? Now, if we do, if we lose it, then we have a duty to do some penance for that. And what is that penance? We go to the person who we've hurt or uh, when we lost it somehow, and we say the magic words, can you forgive me? I was out of line. Can you please forgive me? And if you can't, I fully understand. Because I don't deserve to be uh, uh, forgiven. I don't. I'm just asking for your mercy. I'm asking for the mercy that I did not show you when I treated you uh, incorrectly. You see? Does that make any sense? If you have offended devotee, you have to ask permission from that devotee. You have to ask forgiveness. You can't go to Krishna and say, hey, Krishna, I've, I've upset this devotee. Can you help me? Krishna's going to say, yes, go to that devotee and beg for forgiveness. I mean, this is our philosophy. You can't say, I'm just going to write it off. Yeah. Um, Does that answer your I, question? You Mother? Know, the quote I 
I think I read uh, some of the book that in Satya Yuga there will be no demon. Everyone will be nice, everybody nice. Then Dwabar Yuga, the demon were living in different planet, and devotee and good people were living in different planet. Mm. And Trita Yuga, they were living in the same planet, and Kali Yuga in the same body. Yeah, yeah. So it's a demoniac and a demon. Yeah. I mean, divine. So the question is, where is that reference? Oh, the reference? Yeah. yeah. I read like five different books at the same time, like pages of each per day. I don't know. But this, taking up the practice of Krishna consciousness is a means to help us escape that demon within us. These anartas, uh, unwanted behaviors, we push away. You see? We we're becoming cured, you see. We have to influence the world to take up this Krishna consciousness. We cannot do that in theory. We have to do, we have to have a perfect working model. Otherwise, why would I believe you? If you can't walk the walk, I don't want to hear your talk. Yeah. I was just going to say that I really like Radhanath Swami's analogy when he talks about the two dogs in the fight and which one you feed, that's the one that's going to win. Which one? What? Whichever one you feed oh. is the one that's going to win. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. You know, which side of me do I feed? So, uh, and if we have an encounter with someone who's lost it for a moment, then we also, we, even though we may be receiving some ill treatment, we have a duty as well. I'm not going to accept that offense. And perhaps you're just having a bad moment. Because I am, what's that T word that Lord Chaitanya talked about? Oh yeah, tolerant. I'm tolerant. I understand that you are having a, a hard day. And so your hurtful words I'm just going to let them ricochet right off because I'm part and parcel of Krishna, you see. And typically when this is happening, it's not you. It's not the event that's going on. It's something else or an accumulation of, of events. And my anger or whatever, my misbehavior is coming out on you because you did that. And I'm blaming you for all the misdeeds that everyone else has done that I perceive, you see. So we have a duty. Well, I'm not offended. So when that person comes to apologize, can you forgive me? I was out of line. Forgiveness is already there. You didn't have to ask, but um, thank you. That's kind of you, but you did, you know. There was no offense. I'm not offended. You know, there might have been some hurt in my heart. You know what? That's already that's already healed. You see. So both sides have a, uh, a duty. You see, this is the way we treat each other. And so expand it outside these walls, and treat all living entities this way. You see, we see Krishna in everyone and Krishna everywhere.
So we treat our environment with respect. We treat our planet with respect. But to speak of the moving living entities, the non-moving, we also respect. You see? Totally. And we don't flinch. Now, we may from time to time, but in time, we'll get over it. You see? All right, I guess according to the old clock on the wall, it's time to roll it up and put it away. So thank you all so much for enduring me. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. What is this tea? This is nice. Mayor lemon. Mayor lemon. Mayor lemon. Nice. This lemon, I think, is good for my vocal cords. You know, it's good. You might have to do one. I'm trying to between different choices. <laughs>